0: واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله ارسله الله الى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح الامه وتركنا على المحجه البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها الا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى اله واصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته الى يوم الدين خيبت في الله يقول الله عز وجل يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم والذين من قبلكم يا ايها الناس ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا نَفْسِي بِتَقْوَى اللَّهِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهُ مَعَ الَّذِينَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ My brothers and sisters, I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for indeed Allah is worthy and deserving of our constant praise. And I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our messenger was known for advising his ummah and giving them the best advice. And you will find numerous hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi short and concise advice to his companions. And today, inshallah, ta'ala, I want to share with you such hadith. One day, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to his companions, "Who will hear from me these statements and will act upon them and teach them to others? Who will hear from me these following statements and act upon them and?" Teach them to others. The companion Abu Huraira anhu said to the Prophet, أنا Ya Rasul Allah. I will, O Messenger of Allah. Then the Prophet sallallahu and Abu Huraira is narrating the hadith, the hadith is in Tirmidhi, and Ahmed, he said, the Prophet sallallahu took my hand. And he said, ittaqil maharim takun abadan nas. So the Prophet ﷺ first told him he's gonna tell him five things and the first one was اتق المحارم تكون أعبد الناس Stay away from those things that Allah has prohibited. Guard yourself from falling into the prohibitions and the forbidding things. You will be among the best worshippers. So from this hadith, my brothers and sisters, we understand, and from this statement, that the Prophet is saying, if you stay away from the things that are haram, then you will be among the best that worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, what is keeping you from being someone that constantly worships Allah is the sins that you are committing. It is the haram and the forbidden acts that you are immersed in or doing. The more haram acts that you are doing, the less you are worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know every single sin that we commit, it has a consequence. Now many people don't understand this. Because when they are engaged in sin, whatever it is, it could be that they are stealing money, it could be that they are involved in a haram relationship, it could be that they are constantly swearing or cursing, or it could be lying, whatever it is. Any of the sins that Allah has prohibited, when you are doing it, they have consequences. First and foremost, they affect your heart. And subhanallah, a lot of times people might be in sin, and they're thinking, well, there's not much happening here. There is not much consequences. But the fact that Allah doesn't even save you from that sin, and doesn't give you the tawfiq to repent, and that your worshipping diminishes to the point where you're so immersed in haram, that you don't remember Allah, you don't make any dhikr, you don't come to the masjid, you don't give any sadaqah. You're stealing money from the people, and Allah does not give you the tawfiq to make tawbah or give sadaqah. That in itself is a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, What will stop you from worshipping Allah is sinning. What will make you a better worshipper, أعبد الناس is min al-muharrim, It is to guard yourself from falling into sin. Now we all know, Ikhwani wa akhwati fillah that that is a very difficult thing, to not sin at all, to stay away from all of the muharramat, Because we have shortcomings and we are human beings, which is why we should repent to Allah and hasten to repentance. And always remember that the more you are sinning, the less you are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as a result of that, then your skills of bad deeds is increasing and your skills of good deeds is either decreasing or it is not increasing, which means that you might meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a state that you don't want to meet Allah in. So hear this advice of the Prophet, أعبد الناس Stay away from the haram, guard yourself from the haram, and you will be among the most worshipping of people. Then the Prophet sallallahu gave the second advice, and that was my brothers and sisters, that he said, uh, be pleased with what Allah has given you, be pleased with whatever Allah has given you from this dunya. تكن الناس. You will be among the richest of people. Being rich is something that many people strive for, or at least they want to live a comfortable life and have good financial means for themselves and for their family. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as a believer, إخوانا we should be different from the rest of the people that don't believe. We have iman. We know our rizq and whatever Allah has given us is written for us. And we know we will get it. And we also know we're not all going to be rich folks. Some will have more than others. And you will have a certain amount that Allah has decreed for you. You will not exceed past that. So your life shouldn't revolve around gaining more and more and more. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a certain amount in this world, you need to be pleased with it. You need to show ridha. Because it is Allah who has decreed this for you. And the Prophet ﷺ is saying, when you're in that mindset and that psychology, whatever you have, you're saying, Alhamdulillah, I am content. Being content is something far greater. And you'd rather be content with something small than still looking for more, even if you are among the richest of this world. And in the end, one of the salaf said something amazing. He said, in the end of the day, if a piece of bread can fill my stomach, why should I worry about wealth? Because in the end, whatever you eat, if you, if you have your meal, whether it is a meal that you spend 500 on or 10 pound on, at the end of the day, it is the same thing. And this world should not mean more to us than our akhirah. And we should always show pleasure in whatever Allah has given us. This is true richness and the richness of the heart that the Prophet sallallahu wasallam spoke about. Then the Prophet wasallam gave a third advice and that was, أَحْسِنْ إِلَىٰ جَارِكْ تَكُنْ مُؤْمِنًا أَحْسِنْ إِلَىٰ جَارِكْ تَكُنْ مُؤْمِنًا Be good to your neighbor and you will be a believer, a true believer. Now we always hear about this, but we need to be more practical in applying these statements of the Prophet ﷺ, especially when it comes to our neighbors. Now, the scholars have discussed who is your neighbor. It's not only the person that is next to your door. It means the people that live in your area. You need to be someone that is a positive person in your community, in your area where you live. When people see you, they need to show, be happy when they see you because they know you're someone that at the very least is not harming them at best, is someone that is very helpful. And the last thing you want is to be someone that bothers their neighbors, someone that is noisy, someone that they complain about, someone that perhaps isn't as clean. Whatever the case is, you need to put extra effort, extra effort in ensuring that your neighbors don't uh, feel bothered by you. Because it's part of your faith. Be good to your neighbor. Don't just uh, not harm them, but actually actively try and be good to them. You will be a believer. The Prophet wasallam was asked about a woman. A woman that prays often. And she gives sadaqa often. Not just the regular prayers, but she prays a lot of nafila as well, meaning the uh, recommended prayers, the sunnah prayers. Someone that is involved in worship, <laughs> but she bothers her neighbor, harms her neighbor. Will she enter Jannah? The Prophet ﷺ said no, in fact, she would enter the hellfire. Where are all those prayers then? And all that sadaqah? And then the Prophet was asked about a woman who only does her five regular prayers, she doesn't add anything to it. And only gives the zakat that is wajib, she doesn't add anything to it. Meaning someone that isn't perhaps necessarily involved in a lot of worship, but is very kind and dutiful to their neighbor. The Prophet ﷺ said, this individual will enter paradise. And we know the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ swore by Allah three times. And then said, Wallahi, la yu'min. And the Prophet said three times, well, I swear by Allah, he is not a believer, or he hasn't believed. The one that the, his neighbor is not uh, um, free from his harm. So let's fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the gospel our neighbors. That's the third advice the Prophet gave. أَقُولُ اللَّهُ There are two more points left from this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ gave five points to Abu Hurairah, and of course this is for all of the believers to act upon. The first one was, um, guard yourself from falling into haram and you will be a better worshiper. The second one was, be pleased with whatever Allah has given you and you will be rich, richer than anyone else. And this is referring to the richness of the heart, being content. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, be good to your neighbor and you will be a believer. The Prophet ﷺ then said, takun muslimah." And love for others what you love for yourself and you will be a true Muslim. Among the character traits of a Muslim is that they want good for others. They are people that want happiness and good for others the same way they want it for themselves. And this is another character we must embody. If you want good for others, you will strive towards it. It will make you a more helpful person. Whenever you see opportunity to share with others. Whenever you have good news, you share it with others. You actually want, it gives you happiness to see your Muslim brothers and sisters or the rest of humanity in a better place. Which is why if you find people that are engaged in a lot of da'wah, and they want to teach others. And they speak to their non-Muslim co-workers about Islam. And they are striving to guide others. They want good for others. This is a character trait of the believer. It is a character trait of the believer. So we have to keep in mind when the Prophet ﷺ said, love for others what you love for yourself. What do you love for yourself? You love safety and security. Not just in this world, but the world to come. So you strive to give that to others as well, to the best of your ability. You love to be reminded, or at least you should, be reminded of good things that you should do and the things that you should stay away from so do that for others as well and of course generally speaking it's a good psychology and a positive mindset to be in love for others what you love for yourself and you will be a true Muslim finally the Prophet said this advice to Abu Huraira which was don't laugh often don't laugh often for a lot of laughter kills the heart so the Prophet said don't be someone that is engaged in a lot of laughter. For that kills the heart. This doesn't mean that one, it is haram for you to be happy, or to laugh, or to be joyous, or to even joke. It doesn't mean this. What it means is that you need to be balanced. And our function in this world is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it is a serious matter. And we will be judged by Allah, and it is a serious matter. And during our day, we have responsibilities that we are going to be held accountable for, which is a serious matter. So one should not be constantly engaged in laughter to the point where it, uh, you see all of this as a joke. So it has its time, it has its places. But if you are someone that is constantly laughing about, then that means that you don't fully understand or appreciate the seriousness of the matter of our existence and our purpose, which is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the Prophet wa sallam, said in a hadith, and I will conclude there, inshaAllah ta'ala, that if you knew what I know, then you would have laughed a lot less and cried a lot more. Because the Prophet knew the reality. Now, we know the Prophet, wa sallam, some of the companions said, I never saw him except he was smiling. So, how do we combine the two? he was <laughs> smiling is sunnah. Showing a face that is bright and happy, it is from the sunnah. But there is a a, a lot of steps between someone that shows happiness and joy generally, and it's a pleasant face to look at, and someone that is constantly engaged in laughter and comedy. And the Prophet ﷺ is saying, when you're doing too much of that, then this has an adverse effect on your heart, a heart that we must protect. And we protect our heart with the zikr of Allah, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Barakallahu fiikum, ikhwani fil lah. Salu ala nabihi wa kamalakum Allah taala. Haythuqa ina Allahu malaika tu yusluunu ala nabihi. Ya ayyuha aladzina amanu. Salu alaihi wa salli wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Inna ka hamidun majid. Ard allahum an khalfail arba'a ibakri wa umru uthman wa ali. Wa an tabi'een wa man tabi'oon bi hisan la yumiddin. Rubbana aatina fi dunya hasana wa fi lakhirati hasana wa qina 'adab al-nar. Allahumma aati nufusna taqwa